Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. How I wish this was me. So I was at McDonald's drive-thru this morning, and the lady behind me continuously hooted at me and flipped me off because I was taking too long to order. Once she ordered, I asked the cashier what her order was, so I paid for her food. I continued to the next window, and she leaned out of her window looking all crazy at me because the teller told her I paid for her food. She felt very embarrassed and avoided my through-the-rear-view-mirror eye contact. When I got to the last window to get my food, I showed the assistant both my receipts and took her food, too. I paid for it. It's mine. Now she has to go around again and wait even longer. She's going to learn today. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Welcome to it. Um, We're going to have to. I mean, we got to talk about Elon uh, possibly starting uh, another social media site. Uh, We got to talk about the Oscars. Uh, Holy cow. Uh, there's a lot, a lot to cover on that. Well, man, this weekend was a who died today plethora. So, I mean, I think as we just start there, um, who died today or, you know, the last two or three days. I mean, we had Madeleine Albright, right, former secretary of state. Uh, she passed away at 84 years of age. And if you were wondering when you were driving around this weekend, why the flags were at half staff or half mast it was because of her it was supposed to happen all weekend i noticed i drove i live in you know obviously for if you don't know i live in uh uh dfw and i drove to the greater austin area this weekend and uh, drove a left saturday morning and we drove by uh one you know car dealership it's a it's a uh it's not a car dealership it's a RV dealership, SUVs, and I mean RVs and campers, not SUVs. Those are on the other side of the road. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm not bogging you down with facts. But they have these giant flags. One of them was not Ukraine, by the way. It's just the United States and the Texan, Texas flag. And they were flying at full mast. And then we drove down the road a ways, and there was you know the big car dealership flying at half mast. And I thought wow, why are we flying flags at half-mast? Oh, it must be for Madeleine Albright. And yes, it was. When I came back on Sunday uh, afternoon, late, uh, that same RV dealership had them flying at half-mast. So whoever put them up Saturday morning was like, I'm putting the flags up. And uh, then I uh, knew uh, they got to come down. Uh, they're probably up 24-7 anyway. They all have lights on them and they're, they're up all the time. I know if they, you have to take them down if they don't have lights on them. That's what you're supposed to do. That's flag etiquette. Okay, I know. So anyway, Madeleine Albright, as uh, as our president Joseph Robinette, Robinette Biden calls her, that woman who died. Yeah, Madeleine Albright. Uh, she died uh, at 84 years of age. She served as Secretary of State under President Bill Clinton from 1997 to 2001, and then she served as the U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations from 1993 to 1997, prior to becoming Secretary of State. Uh, Madeline Jaina Corbell Albright, dead at the age of 84. And then we lost Foo Fighters' Taylor Hawkins, 
incredible that he passed away and he was down in Colombia. And so Colombia's attorney general, and if you're wondering how, what was wrong, you think, oh, was he vaccinated? Yeah, I don't know if Taylor was vaccinated or not, but I do know that at the age of 50, he was found dead in his hotel room in Bogota. And they claim that they did a urine toxology test performed by officials there in Bogota where marijuana, opioids, antidepressants, and benzodiazepines, along with uh, about 10 other drugs, were in his system. The cause of death was not announced. (laughs) So you can, you know, take a guess. Apparently... He uh, had chest pain Friday night, and they tried to resuscitate him in the hotel room, and no, they could not do it. So we'll find out more as uh, the road goes down, as we as the road goes down, or as we go down the road, one or the other, what actually killed Taylor, but that may have had something to do with it. But what do I know? Then we had a longtime NFL official, Wayne Mackey, who died unexpectedly Thursday night in Florida. He was 62 years of age. He worked for New York City's Department of Housing. The whole thing is he worked for the Department of Housing, Preservation, and Development. And then he was an official for college football, amateur basketball. He entered the NFL in 2007. And then he was, you know, the best of ever. He had a 10-year on-field career. And then he worked for the NFL in the in the offices for you know overseeing uh, official evaluations. So I mean, it was unexpected, and I wonder what could have had anything to do with Wayne's death. Weird. Hmm. I don't know. It doesn't say. It just says unexpectedly. Huh. You know what? Let's hang out in Florida for a little bit, shall we? Wayne was in Florida. How about this man from uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, out there in uh, Lithia? Uh, John Hopkins driving his car along County Road 672. You know where that is. It's right out there. And it's still in Hillsborough County. And apparently he hit an alligator, all right, uh, on the highway. So then his car went in the ditch, all right? So, I mean, it happens a lot in Florida. Alligator in the road, you're coming out, you're not paying attention, you hit the alligator, and, you know, whatever, you freak out, and maybe you swerve off the side of the road. Well, People passing by saw the car in the ditch. They called 911. So the deputies got there. They also talk about John Hopkins was pronounced dead at the scene. And also, there's a side note in the story, and the alligator also died in the incident. Yeah. (laughs) One way or another, the alligator is dying. All right, if he gets hit by a car and he's still alive, we're putting you down. But you normally don't die because of it as well. So, you know, an investigation into the accident is ongoing. But John was 59 years old. So it is kind of unexpected that he would die after hitting the alligator. But, you know, rest in peace, John Hopkins. Not the hospital, but the man. Well, that's Johns Hopkins, Jeff, not John. Yeah, I know. Thank you. We also had a uh, young man pass away this weekend in uh, in Florida, and he well it was actually you know Thursday night, 
but it was sad. And it also goes to what I've talked about forever is that, uh, you know, fat guy seating, a fat guy seating on these rides, man. And it's difficult to believe that you can't fit in these rides, but you just can't. So this young man, uh, Tyree Sampson from Missouri was visiting uh, Orlando with his friends and they went on this thrill ride this icon park in orlando that takes you up i guess it's called a drop tower or you know the drop tower ride or the it's owned by the group that owns it the fan uh, it's called slingshot group i'm sure they have multiple rides around the world this one is billed as the world's tallest free fall 430 feet it goes in the air and it drops you 70 miles per hour. Now you can see the one video is just horrific. It's been, I don't have, I don't think it's been, uh, I think it's taken down now. I don't think you can see it. You can see the blurry still shots, but, uh, I watched the original video of a guy is filming three of his friends, not the kid. You see the kid down the way down the row of seats down the way there's three people sitting and then there's some seats open and then you see the kid tyree sitting with his other friends around you know just down the way i don't know how many how many chairs are in between them but uh you see how it's not fitting right if you're watching if you look just at him you can see how it's not fitting right because it comes down over your shoulders we've talked about it before i can get in i can get in you wait for it to snap and it doesn't snap and you see when the girl who was actually being filmed from her friend that was up close is talking about uh, how it doesn't have a seatbelt hook. It just comes down and snaps into place. It doesn't have the between the legs seatbelt hook, which is kind of weird. They usually do. But, uh, you know, and so the kid goes up and I, I know exactly what happened. Okay. He didn't, it didn't click. No one double checked it, which is a big problem. Uh, for the old slingshot group. It didn't look like anyone double-checked it, especially, I mean, the guy that was right there in front uh, checking the three that were we were mainly watching in the video was doing an uh, okay job. I mean, he's just a young kid, too, working this ride. You know, doesn't give any kind of excuse. I'm just saying he's just a young kid. I mean, the Bush Gardens and, Ta- and Orlando and uh, Disney, I mean, they have... The, the people that they have working there, if the rules get followed, man. Like I told you, I've, t- I've had the walk of fat guy shame before. It wouldn't click. You ain't, you're not taking the ride. Hold up. We got a fat guy here. He won't fit. And they walk you off, man. And you walk past everybody that's already clicked in like, let's go. How come I'm, I'm already clicked in? I've been on this ride long enough. Hurry up, fat man. Click in or walk off. But let's get this ride going. So it takes you up 400 and some feet, and then it drops you down like 70, 75 miles an hour. And you, I mean, it's incredible. Now, the kid says when the girl's asking, you can make this thing go 75 because they're, you know, they're just sitting there waiting for it to go up. And uh, the guy says, ah, there's not enough people on it tonight. So if it's a full ride, it drops down even faster. And it looks fun. Uh, It does look like a fun ride, (laughs) you know prior to this kid so it doesn't close all the way so or it didn't appear to close all the way on this kid now tyree is a big kid he's like 14 he's six five nothing in the world stops this young man right i mean he's just a he's just a big strong young kid and there's no fear nothing scares him i get it and so when the seat didn't 
snap, he's thinking to himself, I'm fine. I want to, I want to ride on this. I don't want to be fat guy shamed. I want to ride on this and I can hold my arms around the, the bar brace that comes up over my shoulders and I'll be fine. I'll hold on because there's nothing that's ever been too, you know, too strong for him. He can do whatever he wants. I, I understand the thinking. I do. I get it. But it doesn't, it doesn't work in this issue. And that's why you have people being, you know, saying, nope, it's not clicking. You're not doing the ride. So at least that's what it appeared to me. I don't think it was a, a I don't think it was a problem where it clicked and then it unclicked. I think that he didn't it didn't click and he shouldn't have gone up. But you know I'm not part of the investigation, so it's possible that something did go awry with the mechanics, but I doubt it. And he just he just figured that he would be able to hang on, and he went up and it goes up and you see it go up and it comes down and about halfway down, he falls off and slams into the concrete and i mean slams into the concrete in the first report i saw it talked about where he was taken to the hospital and he later passed away no uh he was uh he was uh passed away uh, there on the ground it was uh, there's no way you know there's no way it's right there's no way and you know People are screaming and they're trying to get unhooked and try to get to him and call, you know, call. And it's just, it was just sad all the way around. But I know exactly, I, I know exactly what he was thinking. I do. I, he could hold on. Nothing in the world was ever, ever going to stop him. He's a, this big strapping kid who's, you know, playing football. He's there with his friends. He can do anything. Nothing scares him. And, uh, you know, he, and this is why they, this is why they have those rules, man. Cause you, no matter how big or how strong you are, you're going to fall out. You can't hold on. You just can't. You're dropping a 400 feet at 70 miles an hour, man. I don't care how big and strong you are. You ain't hanging on to that. I get, you know, it's just, it's just sad. It's just sad. And I don't know. Should I add one more to the who died today list or have we done enough? Now nah, we've done enough. Let's go to the break room. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get something to drink. I had enough of the dead, and that's not even talking about Walking Dead yet. Oh my gosh! Oh. oh. Which, by the way, the new uh, episode of Talking Walking Dead is out. If you're a subscriber to this show, you know that already because it drops. If you're listening to this show and you're not a subscriber, uh, hello, what are you doing with your life? Freeloading? Nobody likes a freeloader, okay? Just subscribe. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. So 50 years, 50 years of The Price is Right. I'm sorry, well, the 50th anniversary of The Price is Right. And uh, they're celebrating. Yay! They announced The Price is Right Come On Down Tour. Or it should be The Price is Right Come On Down Tour. And so that makes it the longest running game show in TV history. And it's going on tour. It already started uh, this past Friday at Santa Monica Pier in California. So if you went to that, I would love to hear from you if you were out at the uh, Santa Monica Pier showing of the Come On Down tour. But we're looking at uh, stops there in Santa Monica. We're looking at Denver, Colorado on April 1st, this coming Friday. Dallas, Texas, Thursday, April 7th. Oh, I might have to 
Might have to go to that. New Orleans, Louisiana, Friday, April 15th. Nashville, Tennessee, Friday, April 22nd. St. Louis, Missouri, Thursday, April 28th. Cleveland, Ohio, Friday, May 6th. And New York, New York, Wednesday, May 18th. And there's no, they're saying, we don't know if Drew's going to be there or not. You sure he's... He's previously expressed how close he keeps the show and fans to his heart, does he? But uh, he's been doing it since 2007. Drew, that's a good gig, man. Drew Carey, that's a good, good gig. He said, that's been my dream job. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) I mean... Come on, man. That is a good gig. He said that I really never thought my safe space would be on a sound stage wearing a mic, cameras on me constantly, and with millions of people watching. But that's what the price is right is for me. I love it. No kidding. That's a fun ride, man. That's a fun ride. So if you have an opportunity to go out and say hello to the Come On Down Tour, uh, those are the cities that are stopping by. And maybe Drew will be there. Or maybe. Maybe not. Did you see there's an OnlyFans star that uh, just discovered something? Now, we talk about OnlyFans often on this show because I'm a fan. I'm a fan of OnlyFans. I love what, uh, you know, if you want to do what you want to do, you do you, boo. That's okay. All right? Whatever. But this one OnlyFans star discovered that her uh, biggest user was her daddy and not just in the saying of you know daddy but her actual father <laughs> i mean okay i i i i guess okay you know whatever so so apparently she does requests and does live shows and they're not you know they're shall we say um uh, uh, saucy content. <laughs> That's not a crime. It's just ick, right? Um, so according to this girl, I, I loved the, uh, I love the line with, uh, you know, what's horrible. A lot of men do not touch their kids, but fantasize about it. No, they don't. No, no, they don't. Sorry. Uh, they just don't. But she realized that her father was uh, one of her biggest fans, and he, you know, obviously was a subscriber, and he also paid for the extra content. And she never knew that it was dad until I mean, she's got over. Uh, she's got one clip now that she was talking about when she found out her dad's got you know sixteen million views. But uh, it just you know, holy cow! It's so apparently. Uh, he paid the the monthly fee, plus he was paying money for the extra content, and he was she was doing a live, and he was uh, saying that he wanted her to do some other stuff, and she heard her mom in the background, and realized, wait a minute, that's uh, is this my dad? That's my mom, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is just a tad embarrassing uh tad sad uh boy i what do you do with that i mean what do you do you go home and you know what do you do that's the question what do you do with that 
That may be the theme of the show. What do you do with that? I see where Elon uh, asked a question on Twitter, which I you know liked. Uh, you know, given that Twitter serves as the de facto public town square, failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy. What should be done? And then he asked if a new platform is needed. Uh, yeah, Elon, it is. Why don't you just do it? And that's what everybody wants. They want Elon to create a new free social media account. I mean, isn't that what Rumble, Parler, Getter? <laughs> isn't that what they all are saying they, they're doing? And we've got Truth Social out there from Trump, which, by the way, uh, I'll go back over there and take a look at uh, how it's all laying out. But, boy, the beginning of that was not good at all. Um, Parler was really one of the first ones that was doing great until they got removed. They were doing so great that uh, they got to get knocked down a peg or two. So they got moved from the app stores because the January 6th rioters used the platform to incite violence. Did they? Did they? And then they were reinstated, but it was too late. So Parler is still alive, but it's too late now. Rumble, I guess, is the place to be. Uh, then you have Getter, uh, and which I'm, you know, I've got things on all of those. But Twitter is the one, right? Twitter is the one that we all use, and whether we like it or not, I know all the other platforms are there and they're using. And there's, you know, there's people that you know swear. I'm never using Twitter again. They're not for free speech. I know that. I get it. But it's still the platform that everyone uses. Facebook is not dead, but it feels like it is. Uh, Instagram for sure is not dead, but Facebook is definitely dead. Although they're, you know, they're going to have Meta, the Meta world, to maybe pull them out of the 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 can. We'll see. Uh, you know, but I mean, they have Instagram, so they're still doing well with that and that will hang on for a while and then of course you know you have tiktok which is just is just another social media account like the rest of them that uh you know although i know it's china they're stealing all our information i know but we've covered that we've already given up on all of that but they are more like uh turning into more like a, a youtube really because same thing with youtube right they in the beginning they didn't care they wanted your content and now they you know they they only want certain types of content and you have to follow the rules and the rules change all the time and you agreed to it so you can't be say well they just changed the rules and we didn't know so and that's pretty much what the courts have said so and that's what tiktok is doing now too they've they've started to you know started to pull in the reins a little bit on the people or the content creators and it's kind of it's kind of agonizing so we'll see is elon gonna do it i mean he's pissed that he has to uh he has to get his tweets approved before he can uh, before he can tweet them, right? They have to be scrutinized, and he doesn't like it. And he's been fighting that again against the Securities and Exchange Commission. They have not taken it away yet. They're still making him do it, and so he's asking. This is just his way of punching back at them, uh, saying, "Okay, well, you're going to keep this up because they just he did, we just talked about it, right?" He asked uh, he asked them to. Uh, uh, take it away from him. And they said, no, SEC, the regulator urged the federal judge to allow his tweets to continue to be scrutinized. And they want, uh, they want him to still follow that. And so he's just throwing and punching them in the face a little bit by saying, boom. Yeah. Okay. You're going to, you're going to monitor me here. Well, I'll just come up with my own new platform. Then will he do it? 
I find that hard to believe. On the flip side, it's Elon, so he could do what he wants and probably will. Okay, so the Oscars, the 94th Academy Awards at the Highland Center, I'm sorry, the Dolby Theater at Hollywood and Highland Center in Hollywood, Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, yay, yes, because it was cheaper to get three women more than one man, ha 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 ha, oh, gay, 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 yay, it's gonna be shorter too, because we've cut out eight categories, we're not even going to air those. It's going to be shorter, so it's only going to be over three hours long. Oh, okay, so you made it shorter. Good, good, good. And, you know, you've got uh, everybody trying to be a comedian. It's sure it was funny that Amy Schumer and Wanda Sykes, and they were all making jokes, except it wasn't funny when Chris Rock was making a joke about Will Smith's wife. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, because, oh, Will Smith walks up on stage and slaps Chris Rock and then says, don't put my wife's name in your effing mouth. And we're supposed to love him. And congratulations to Will Smith, by the way, who won an Oscar for for uh, whatever the hell the name of his show was. Oh, yeah, King Richard. <laughs> The dad of the Williams sisters, Venus and Katrina, or whatever her name is. Serena, I know what her name was. I remembered. (laughs) Okay, so Chris Rock is joking on stage about uh, G.I. Jane. And because of Will Smith's wife having alopecia, I guess it's called, an autoimmune disease that leads to hair loss or can lead to hair loss. He took offense to that. There's been a lot worse jokes. I'd like to, maybe we should go back. I'll give that to the two of the fat crew and we'll go back and take a look at all the bad jokes that have been made. Well, I, I don't know that I buy it. Uh, you know, I, I guess it was true and it was absolutely a slap and he was, you know, at least acting to that he was pissed but was he really? And are you really seriously? You go up and slap Chris Rock over a joke? I mean, it feels like maybe he was angry at Chris Rock. Did Chris, was Chris one of the his wife's lovers in their open relationship? And he was just pissed about that? I don't know. I, I mean, I, it just was a weird thing. And it overshadowed the whole Oscars. And it overshadowed his moment as, uh, you know, best actor. Right, I mean, even he was up on stage apologizing, and I, I, I watched his. I was watching Walking Dead, and so I, I missed the actual slap live, and then I went over to Dead, and Will gets the best actor, and he's up there, you know, and I wonder what the hell is he talking about, and so then I, you know, I look up, go back, and I realize he's talking about the slap, and. No, no, that's when your highest moment. That's when the devil will get you. That's what D was just telling me. Was it? Was it? Well, okay, you got it. I mean, it's top. First of all, I'm, I'm fascinated to see the numbers. I can't wait to see the numbers uh, for who was watching this thing because, well, I, it's gonna the numbers 
of people watching the show is not even going to come close to the numbers who are watching this the slap scene. Uh, the, that 45 to 55 seconds or whatever it was, uh, it's gonna that's going to be the most watched thing ever for the for the Oscars. And so you know, Coda winning the best picture, which is you know big moment for Apple. I mean, wow, uh, holy cow, that's huge for Apple. Netflix is probably pissed. They didn't get the one. You had uh, uh, we had uh, entertaining entertainment, and you consider this though. Just a little quick. uh, And by the way, just a quick note before I before you consider something else, I was going to tell you as I'm as I'm doing my ADD moments through the Oscars. Did we boycott? uh, Was the was the Oscars boycotted because uh, Zelensky was supposed to speak? Sean Penn said he wanted people to boycott the Oscars unless Zelensky spoke. Did he speak? At the Oscars, was I supposed to boycott it? Ah, darn it! I wish I'd only known. I would have boycotted. But uh, I don't think. I think they just had a moment of silence, right? They Miley Kunis had a little moment of silence, and that's all. That's that's what you get. Okay, good. So think of this, though. I'm sorry. Consider this: half of the ten nominees for Best Picture were from a streaming service or premiered simultaneously in theaters and at the home. Well, I mean, that's kind of, that's uh, pandemic-driven there. But really, the streaming service, uh, 10 nominees, half of them, five of them were, you know, from a streaming service. Uh, Hollywood, that's the new Hollywood, and they know it. And if you compare a list to the 10 highest-grossing movies at the U.S. box office in 2021, 10 movies that were nominated for Best Picture, they still didn't earn as much as uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. So, just saying. Sometimes you don't get the Oscar, but the people go to see it anyway. <laughs> Just say, but congratulations to uh, to all the winners. And I mean, we can sure we can go down the list of all the winners and break them up and tell you who won. Billie Eilish won her first Oscar for writing No Time to Die. Her and her brother, congratulations. Um, you know, Jane Champion or Campion or whatever her name is from down from New Zealand, best director victory for Power of the Dog. Uh, okay. All right. She got it two years in a row. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cause she got No Man Land. No, oh, two women, two years in a row for women winning best director. Yeah. So the way it goes. Yeah. I guess those damn men. <laughs> Yeah, because what's her face? Catherine Bigelow won for the Hurt Locker, too. That was a long time ago now. Holy cow, the Hurt Locker. She was the first one, the, the first female. So, congratulations, uh, you know, to all of them. Congratulations, Coda, best picture, as I said. Uh, Power of the Dog for best director. Best actress, Jessica Chastain, the eyes of Tammy Faye. Best actor, Will Smith, which was, you know, all these are overshadowed by Will's slap in the face. And is there going to be a lawsuit? I mean, can we just, is not that, is, can we just have a lawsuit now, right? I mean, hello. If, I thought you could just, lawsuits just happen, right? I, Chris doesn't have to file charges. They can come after Will, right, for assault. Assault. <laughs> it's just be slapping people, man. I guess we're it's okay with it. We're just okay with uh, somebody making a joke about your wife, and you get to walk up on stage and slap him in the face, and then say, "Don't put my wife's name in your effing mouth." 
Oh, okay. All right, Will. No problem. Should we wait to hear about it on her Facebook show, The Red Tablecloth, or whatever the hell the name of the show is? Maybe we'll do that. But good news for Will, though. And I don't know if Chris Rock got any of the the gift bags or not, but uh, there was a huge gift bag given to uh, a few of the other Oscar nominees uh, that uh, was worth about $140,000. I'd like that gift bag, too. Please, that'd be nice. Okay. So for the 20th consecutive year, uh, Distinctive Assets is distributed their uh, Everybody Wins gift bags to select nominees. This year's bag valued at just over, oh, I said 140. Gosh darn it. Just over 137,000. A little cheapskatey, okay? It includes items ranging from designer popcorn to a voucher for $12,000 worth of liposuction. I do want this. <laughs> Distinctive Assets founder Lash Fari, or is it Lash Ferry? I don't know. I don't know. L A S H F A R Y. Uh, he, you know, this is all part of his deal. They have their own reputation. It's all, he calls, uh, he he gets calls from about 25 to 30% of the nominees each year who want to make sure that we know where to get their bag. (laughs) You know where to send the bag, right? In most cases, the nominees are in the LA area. And so they're either delivered to the hotel room or they're delivered to their LA homes. He said he's mailing uh, one to Olivia Coleman. Uh, maybe it's not a he. Maybe Lash Fari is a female, so I apologize. Or identifies as a sheep or whatever. I apologize. It's Lash Fairy. Distinctive assets. Uh, but he said, I'm mailing them. I did it again. But uh, them, they, he, she, it, said I'm mailing them to Olivia Coleman and Judy Dench at their homes in the UK. And Penelope Cruz wanted her shipped to Madrid. Uh, it's incredibly expensive, so I try not to ship them if I don't have to, but I will for the Penelope Cruises of the world. That's for sure. <laughs> so a total of 28 people received the Everybody Wins bag. The five nominees for Best Actress, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Director will each receive the bag, as well as the three hosts, uh, Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, Regina Hall. Plus, no, so Chris Rock is out. He doesn't get one. That's it. That's the way it goes. And they're going to have to pay taxes on it. So that's the way it goes. All right. Yeah, that's the way it goes. I know. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. Let's see what's in the bag, shall we? The bag also includes... Okay, well, let's see. We'll go up to the top here. Let's see. The most expensive item in this year's bag is a $50,000 three-night stay at Turin Castle in Scotland, inspired by Denzel Washington's Best Actor nomination for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Guests who accept the offer will have full access to the 17th century castle, complete with butler service and a bagpiper welcome when they arrive. The bags also include 52 other items and experiences. Here are the few highlights. A $12,000 celebrity arms liposuction procedure from cosmetic surgeon Dr. Thomas Sue. The title of Lord or Lady of Glencoe, along with a small plot of land in Scotland. Anybody can get that. Big deal. I've even got that. So what? Uh, okay that's that's kind of that's a cheapy twenty five thousand. that just added onto the list anybody gets that it's like a little you get like a an inch piece of land 
and you're a lord from there. All right. $25,000 worth of home renovations from Los Angeles-based uh, Mason Construction. Well, what's that do for you? A room, a tile or something? Twenty five grand in L.A.? An assortment of flavor-wrapped popcorn packages from Opopop or Opopop or is it Opopop? O-P-O-P-O-P. Up to $10,000 worth of treatments and rejuvenation procedures from Dr. Konstantin Vazukovich. I mean, you get the liposuction and that from Dr. Konstantin Vazukovich. Uh, You're looking good. A $15,000 four-night stay for two at the Golden Door Luxury Resort and Spa in Escondido, California. A small batch tea gift set from the Chai Box. Is it the Chai Box? The C-H-A-I Box? I don't know. (laughs) It's not a morphophallus. Stop it. You're not drinking that tea. The uh, $12,000 life coaching section with uh, expert Coyote Joseph. Man, does that sound good, doesn't it? And you had to pay taxes on it, don't forget. So have fun and enjoy. Was it worth a slap, Chris? No, Chris didn't get it. We got to talk to Lash and see if Chris can get it after the slap because he deserves it now. Okay, what is happening around the world? Well, at the same time that we have a Georgia hospital, that's Georgia in the United States of America, Memorial Health University Medical Center in Savannah, Georgia, uh, they have reported that there were no longer any active cases of COVID-19 inside the hospital. Wow, that's pretty incredible. Zero active COVID cases. At the same time, we have uh, places in China locking down. China, and they—I mean, we talked about it last week. One of the cities that they locked down, and now Shanghai started locking down. Wow! I mean, that's one of their biggest cities, <laughs> and we just—I mean, twenty-six million people, and we're just gonna lock it down. Wow! Okay, all right. Good luck. God bless. And I, this story, I, I'm a little, I don't understand why. I, I thought we could still, we could do this already. Google is saying they're going to add doctor's appointment availability to your search. So Google will show you the next available appointment with a healthcare provider directly on search. Okay, the company is working with Minute Clinic at CBS and other unnamed appointment schedulers during an initial rollout which uh, I love those unnamed appointment schedulers, which will start in coming weeks. Product manager Jackie DeJess said that during a press briefing, it will initially only be available in English, you bastards. But you're just going to have to live with it. Um, If someone searches for a doctor or a health provider's office, they'll see what types of appointments are available and the date of the earliest appointment. A book button will direct them to a third-party site to make an appointment. That's where they're going to make uh, their money. That's where you make your money. You become the biggest third-party site. And that's why those are unnamed appointment schedulers. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I got you. So if you're going to the San Francisco Minute Clinic, 
will show appointments, a tab with options for TB test, vaccinations, skin condition, other types of appointments. People currently can't add advertise. Oh, people can't currently add advertisements to that section. That will come though. Hey, want to book an appointment with Minute Clinic? Yeah. Okay. Watch this ad first. <laughs> and there's no skip through button either. And they're partnering with CVS as well. I mean, CVS has been in enough trouble as it is. I'm not a big fan of CVS, but they're, you know, big company. And I see where they're, uh, they got rid of a bunch of executives. And I say a bunch, a handful was the, was the actual quote in response to an internal investigation, how they mishandled sexual harassment allegations. Oh, okay. So an investigation that led to the executive's ouster was reportedly triggered by anonymous complaints alleging that a New Jer- the New Jersey-based regional store manager harassed or inappropriately touched at least two female employees. Oh, so it was anonymous, and it was just how they handled it. They didn't say that it actually happened. We do not tolerate behavior or actions that are harassing, hostile, abusive, or discriminatory. Yeah, we know. Neither does any company. Okay? It doesn't happen. After a thorough investigation conducted with an outside independent firm, we quickly terminated the individual and others have since exited from the company for failing to treat allegations with the seriousness we expect. So this anonymous report got people fired because they, the bosses were like, oh, geez, another anonymous report. Oh, okay. So the manager accused of harassment was in charge of hundreds of CVS locations. Human resources executive and executive in charge of the regional manager were let go due to their handling of the allegations. A third executive has left the company as well. Wow. So CEO Karen Lynch became aware of the allegations after uh, and supervised the investigation, which concluded a few weeks ago. Wow. So they, and they said now that they've, uh, you know, beefed up their internal reporting mechanisms. So the deal was, is that an anonymous person, uh, I mean, the harassment actually could have actually happened. Uh, Let's, let's just go on the theory that it did, but we have the allegations from an anonymous source. Oh yeah. I wanted to be anonymous because I didn't want him to know who it was. Okay. But they, you know, didn't do the investigation right. And they should have in today's world. You should have, man. That's uh, that is not happening in today. Anyway, they're partnering with Google on this uh, new tool that you'll be able to make appointments using Google with the Minute Clinic, and uh, they are working with Minute Clinic uh, at CVS and other unnamed appointment schedulers. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so the Minute Clinic is part of CVS. Got it. Sorry, I misunderstood. I thought it was a separate thing. It's not. Uh, that's all. I do not go to CVS. Only. I mean, I. I swear I, I do not like CVS. I don't like the way the stores are the stores are built. I don't like the way they're laid out. I never liked the way the pharmacy pharmacicians. Yeah, that's right. That's what I call them pharmacicians. I don't like the way they work. I'm sure they're nice people. If you're listening and you work for CVS, I'm sure you're a nice person. But you work for CVS. And you know who else is getting that way is Walgreens. Okay, so the Walgreens I usually go to. I really like the pharmacist who's in charge, and I really like a couple of the workers that are there. Okay, been going there for a long time now, almost the entire time since I've lived here in in Texas. 
going to this one particular Walgreens. And they're starting to roll through employees now, and they're new, and they're different, and they don't care, and it's not like it's not the same as it was. You know, things change, and I don't like it, okay? But, as the theme says for this program today, what do you do with that? I don't know. Are we going to go to war? I don't know. Are they laying the groundwork for us to be involved in this damn European war? Sure feels like it. And remember last week, I don't know if I, I haven't mentioned it on Pat. Uh, I don't know that I mentioned it here. But the Selective Service tweeted out, In the event of a draft, our agency would partner with FEMA to provide opportunities to conscientious objectors to ensure our nation keeps moving forward. Learn more about alternative services at, and they give a link, and then they give a definition of conscientious objectors. So are they laying the groundwork for a draft and for us to be in another world war and they're letting people realize that there's way out if you didn't want to be a part of the military? Ugh. I, I don't know. I don't know. You do with that with what you want, but it's just amazing. I saw another story where a Russian troops drive tank over commander. <laughs> no, I don't know if that's true. Uh, you know, we've heard stories of soldiers wounding themselves and or killing themselves uh, just to get out of battle. But we heard big stories about many soldiers wounding themselves just so that they wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be up fighting in Ukraine. And that's why so many generals are or, and colonels are getting uh, are getting shot and killed. The Russian leaders because they're on the front trying to save the soldiers who are, you know, injuring themselves. But this story talks about uh, Colonel Yuri Medvedev has suffered severe leg injuries in the the attack. Russian soldiers drove a tank over one of their senior officers after the unit suffered a massive number of losses in Ukraine. Oh, okay. Uh, Severe leg injuries in the attack. And uh, the because most of ha- more than half the troops of his brigade were killed. Is that true? I don't know. I, I barely, you know, believe that Nestle has pulled all their brands out of Russia. I barely believe that. All right. <laughs> I barely believe that the chess grandmaster, the Russian grandmaster, Sergei Karjakat, has been banned from competition for six months. Because he supported uh, the invasion of Ukraine. Because he supported the invasion of Ukraine. He plays chess. Who cares? Who cares if he was for Ukraine or against Ukraine? He plays chess. Okay? It's just... I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know what to believe anymore. I do know that, uh, you know, we're we're seizing all the, the oligarch stuff. We're doing all that. We've shut down stuff. I saw where the CEO, Larry Fink of BlackRock, uh, told his uh, shareholders in a letter that uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine has put an end to the globalization we have experienced over the last three decades. Has it? Has it, Larry? Uh, He predicted that the war in Ukraine will transform the global economic order established after the Cold War. While the last three decades were defined by countries building trade links across the world, now they may start looking inward to shield their economies from supply chain disruptions and geopolitical conflicts. Yeah, that would be an America first 
uh, plan, which uh, you didn't like and which uh, nobody liked. They got rid of Trump. How about those mean tweets now? How you liking those mean tweets now? It's just incredible. And it hasn't done that at all. The economic order is still in order. We're just able to shut off countries that we don't like and don't do what we want to do. And I say we. It's not we. If you think Joseph Robinette Biden is in charge, you are sadly mistaken. They're letting him sit at the table because he's the president of the United States. But that's about it. That's about it. All right, I've gone. I can't talk about that anymore. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'll leave you with a joke, okay? I'll leave you with a joke, a pregnancy joke, a new baby joke. Since I was in Austin with my wife's grandkids this weekend and, uh, you know, seeing the the new baby and, uh, you know, they're all beautiful. It's just my wife, you know, is happy to be with her grandkids. And I'll give you, I'll give you a, a, a pregnancy new mom joke, okay? All right, I'll leave you with that today. You ready? All right. What kind of bees give milk? Boobies. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>